Hey, spooky friends. This is Man That Sounds Like Murder. I'm Caitlin. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jody. I'm the mom. And on this podcast, we discuss true crime cases from around the globe with our mom and you. Welcome to the family. I talk about the killer's background and motives for killing and their victims. And I talk about the arrest and trial. And I'm just along for the ride, just like the rest of you. Uh, We're glad to be back and let's get to it. All right. So today we have Patrick Kearney. I think that's how you say his name. Is it Kearney? Kearney? I don't know. I'm just going to go Kearney. Patrick Kearney. Um, He was known as the trash bag killer and the freeway killer, kind of. The freeway freeway killer. um, It was free will. (laughs) Free will killer. He did did do it of his own free will. Yes, he did. The free will... (laughs) (laughs) Freeway killer at the time was thought to be one person by, like, police, but it was actually three people that killed in the same area in the same time frame with the kind of same M.O. So they thought it was was one one person. one of the three. Yes. So it's one, it's the freeway killer, but there was three of them. It's one slash three people. That weren't working together. No, yeah. Literally no correlation whatsoever. Okay. Just a little quick thing. Kearney claimed to be responsible for as many as 38 and is suspected to be responsible for even more. However, he was only convicted for 21. Oh, because they only had enough evidence for 21? I guess, yeah. Mm. Okay. So, we'll start with his pathology. He's a serial killer, obviously. He was a necrophiliac. Oh. A pedophile. Disgusting. A hebophile. What is that? Which is... Blood drinking? Okay. (laughs) No, that's... No. Okay, so a pedophile is a broad sexual interest in children. A hebophile is a pedophile, but only for 11 to 14-year-olds. Oh. And a ephebophile is a pedophile for children 15 to 19. Oh. So So he was all three. Oh, so he was a pedophile, but then they specified and said he likes children in, what was it, the 11 to 19 range? Yeah. Oh, um, and he was a zoophile, which is a sexual attraction to animals. That is disgusting. Uh, Ugh. Okay. Okay. His signature was post-mortem sodomy with a knife. What? (laughs) Oh my god. I'm glad they were dead. Post-mortem means dead, right? Just just double-checking there. (laughs) His MO was um, shooting, smothering, and just general post-mortem dismemberment. Ugh. Yeah, his number of victims range anywhere between 21 to 38 or more, and he was only charged for 21. Let's start on his life. Patrick Wayne Kearney was born on September 24th, 1939, in East Los Angeles. He was the oldest of three siblings in a stable family, which is unlike most serial killers. It's not Mm -hmm. very common for them to have a stable home life. Right. Despite the stable home life... He was heavily bullied at school because of his thin and sickly appearance. Mm. Appearance. Appearance. See, sometimes children are so mean and they don't realize that they are participating in the making of a murderer. A serial killer. (laughs) Yeah. Like, all this bullying is terrible. Anyways, Um, go ahead. He was also bullied for him being, quote, queer. Mm. Despite his, quote, interest in girls. Uh, I put interest because he was actually gay. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, he didn't like being bullied. Be- well, of course, nobody yeah. likes to All be bullied, right. whether uh-huh. they're sort of No, I'm going to go get go- bullied because I like it. Yeah, they go- <laughs> yeah I mean, there's, it's one thing to be gay and another thing for some of the stuff that they say to right, you because yeah. of it. And, uh, yeah. And, and what really kills me about stuff like 
them these serial killers being bullied in school is that at that point they haven't done anything no. and so they're just I'm sure they're probably kids. thinking it maybe sometimes it depends on their age right. I guess but you know they're just in school trying to like blend in and do their thing like everybody else and in this being case he was so doing awful. weird things well I can imagine <laughs> that, um, like I said, it depends on the age because at right. some point he was probably a pretty normal child, right. and, it, I and hope. then it changed. Yeah. I hope um, his victims actually resembled some of his childhood bullies, which kind of just really uh, pushes the fact that it was the bullying that really. I mean, obviously, there's a psychological part. Yes, of, of course, it yeah. That everyone has because everybody gets killer. bullied, but not everybody becomes a serial right, killer. Right? Yeah. So. In his teen years, he became withdrawal, withdrawn, and fantasized about killing people. In which these fantasies ending in skinning his hypothetical victims alive. Oh. Did he ever actually skin him? Then? I don't believe so. He it's just probably thought too about complicated. It he probably didn't know how to do it. He was also younger, so by the time he got old enough to, that he started doing it, it just wasn't. Yeah, he's something. like, yeah, that's not. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, we're gonna anymore. sodomize with a knife. Yeah. Um, he also, it's it's less bit. work. Yeah. <laughs> he also developed sexual fantasies starting with bestiality, a fantasy he partook in with his family dog. Oh! <gasps> leading up to his arrest, starting at the age of 13. Oh, my. So that was, like, the first thing he really started. Yeah. yeah. Except for the fantasizing, it was the dog. Oh, oh my gosh. The <sighs> Okay. <laughs> um, there isn't really much more on his school life except for the bullyings and... That's about it. Um, at, once he grew up, he moved to Texas, where he got married for a very short amount of time and got divorced after a very short <laughs> amount of time. After Lucky th- her. <laughs> <laughs> after the divorce, he reclo- relocated to Redondo Beach. I think that's in California, because this is where this is set, but I don't Redondo. know where. I'm not... Yeah. I don't know California geography. He worked as an engineer for the Hughes Aircraft Company and was described as a model worker. Around that time, he began living with a man named David Hill, who eventually became his lover. And this is where the gay comes in. Oh, okay. Um, did do you know? Did he was he like thinking about being gay all through his childhood, or just not until he met that guy? I don't know. You know? I think he was probably deep down was like, oh, maybe, but I mean, I got bullied for yeah. it, so I'm definitely not. Okay. I'm not sure. Their relationship was far from perfect. They just argued a lot. And just didn't get along mm. at all, as one would might happen with a serial killer. <laughs> During these arguments, Kearney would storm out of the house and he would go on long drives in which he would commit his murders. Um, also, he would get mad at his boy, boyfriend, husband, probably boyfriend yeah. in the, the 40s, and um, 50s, because if he 40s, was born 50s, in 39. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyways, he would get upset with his boyfriend and then take off and murder someone and then come on back hey i'm feeling better now Mm -hmm. his main victimology was male hitchhikers and or homosexual men from gay bars so he went after gay men as a gay man just to probably yeah yeah i'm sure there was some sexual um gratification there yeah definitely especially since he was a necrophile Ugh. He shot his victims without warning and then dismembered and mutilated them. And, and eventually he would dump them along the freeway or in the desert, usually wrapped in a trash bag. Hence, Hence the trash, trash bag, bag killer. killer. Mm-hmm. His strange tendencies. His strange tendencies went, for the most part, unnoticed. 
However, a local grocery store owner, Jerry Stevens, told police that Kearney had a peculiar interest in knives. I wonder why. (laughs) And he regularly bought butcher's knives after carefully studying them and asked strange questions about different aspects of the steel. And uh, <laughs> he looks at a butcher's knife. He's like, hmm, I want to know the properties of this steel. Yes. Well, is this good quality steel or low quality steel? <laughs> it's important it's, you that when, when I sodomize my victims, that I have the best steel available. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just only, just only organic, high quality steel. It has to be vegan raised. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, of course. Free range steel. <laughs> And the workers have to be paid a fair living wage. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and Stephen would per- Stevens would proceed to tell the police that he would classify Kearney as, quote, a loner with an eerie sense of quiet about him. Mm. I wonder yeah. why. <laughs> See, and it's weird because, like, you know, some people, like the store clerk, can pick up on the... They're, they're more sensitive to the nature of people mm-hmm. like that, but other people are like, eh, I mean, he seems pretty cool to me, yeah. I didn't notice anything. Chill. Yeah. His methods of murder and disposable for, disposable disposal <laughs> disposal were very consistent throughout his killing career and after his first few murders he polished his MO allowing him to proceed with his crimes in a more standard and productive manner. Okay, wait. I think it's so funny when people say, like, killer career, because it it makes it seem like it's just a straight-out job to be killing people. (laughs) My gosh. For real. Well, I mean, most of these serial killers will tell you that it's something that they constantly thought about. Mm. That they actually fought the urge to kill less often than they did. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so. It kind of probably is like a job to them. And he slowly perfected his techniques of being a gay pickup artist from his previous encounters during his formative killing years of how he was finding out how he was doing this and what was the best way to do it. After targeting a victim along the highway or at a gay bar in his VW bug, or his truck. Wasn't um, that what Bundy had? Yeah, that's why I paused after. (laughs) Jeez. Now I'm going to have to be suspicious of everyone I know with a VW bug. Mm -hmm. I want one! (laughs) I know! This is is concerning. (laughs) Kearney would typically shoot his victims in the temple above their ear with no warning. With a Derringer twenty-two pistol. I don't know anything about guns, but if you know what that means, I guess it's I've heard of them before, but I, I couldn't pick it out. Yeah, me neither. He shot the gun with his right hand while driving the car with his left. And he also maintained the speed limit to keep arising from arising suspicion from the police or surrounding wow. vehicles. Interesting. So he shot them while driving legally and safely. And without them noticing he was about yeah. to shoot them. And he would prop them up so he, they, they didn't look suspicious from people driving by. Even though shouldn't there have been blood spatter right. all over the window? I don't know, man. Uh. He primarily hunted his victims in San Diego and Tijuana, Mexico. He traveled down to Mexico for some of these... Interesting. Um, he was fluent in Spanish and maintained an avid interest in Latin American culture. He used these skills to his advantage to interact with potential victims, and due to his meek stature, he had a vi- he had to have a very detailed plan on how to overpower his victims so they wouldn't get away or hurt him. Mm-hmm. And this system put him in a position that was unlikely to put him at risk of any physical danger or opportunity of attracting unwanted attention. Kearney preferred killing in a way that was fast and after killing his victims he would leave the body sitting up in the passenger seat and drove to a deserted location where he would then like actually assault the corpse and after 
sometimes having sex with the bodies, Kearney would disfigure and maim the bodies with a hacksaw before dumping them in various areas such as canyons, dumps, and freeways, commonly in the trash bags. And in most instances, Kearney would get rid of the bodies in the deserts where the bodies could be eaten by the animals and sometimes drained the blood of the victims to just get rid of the possibility of any odors or anything and sometimes would wash them before dumping them to diminish the existence of dried blood and remove just like any fingerprints or anything His that could DNA be that would be mm-hmm. right or anything for as evidence Hmm. And occasionally, Carney would physically abuse his victims post-mortem, as I said, and viewed this practice as a purifying exercise and a beneficial way of relieving pent-up anger and bitterness. Beating his dead victims gave Kearney a feeling of power. Carney said that the killings, quote, excited him and gave him a feeling of dominance. He literally shot them without them knowing <laughs> and then proceeded to beat them like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm more I'm, powerful than you. Yeah, yeah, no. I think he's just a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely a wimp who is just trying to make himself feel better. The thought of injuring and murdering someone sexually excited him. He later confessed to authorities that he had experimented with one of the bodies because he was curious. And, uh, and then one victim cut open the stomach. And this amateur autopsy was done after the murder had been committed, so the victim wouldn't suffer or resist. On another one of the victims, he relocated the body to his bathroom, where he mutilated the body, oh, and he skinned him. So yeah, he did participate in skinning. Um, And skinned him with an X-Acto knife. Oh, Uh, an X-Acto knife! I'm sure glad he was dead before that. And to make sure he didn't get caught, he removed the bullet from the victim's head so it couldn't be traced back to him. And after this particular victim with the exacto knife, he, he took a brief hiatus of a little over a year because he was afraid that the police would ask about the, all the disappearances and murders. He just didn't want to seem suspicious. However, beginning in 1974, it is estimated that Patrick was killing victims on a near monthly basis. Mm-hmm. So he was killing a lot. He was not a serial killer that was known for his sadistic... That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because he kills them first. So they don't really feel anything that he's doing them, yeah. to them. Okay. He was not a serial killer that was really known for his sadistic be- behavior or administering pain upon his victims. And after his arrest, he demanded that he never sodomized with his victims with any inanimate objects. His <laughs> style of murder was not impaling, torturing, and strangling his victims. He was much more comfortable with a clean and easy single bullet wound to the head. Though, to an extent, very impulsive. Yeah. Yeah, so he was just really just like, done it over with. And then... And then I can play around because you can't hurt me. Yeah. Because I'm better than you. Because I just killed you. Right. Whatever. Uh. And next we're going to list his victims, starting with Mike, age 18, John Demchik, age 13, James Fletcher Barwick, age 17, Ronald Dean Smith, age 5, Albert Rivera, age 21, Larry Jean Walters, age 20, Kenneth Eugene Buchanan, age 17, Oliver Peter Mulliter, age 13, Larry Armadares, age 15, Michael Craig McGee, age 13, John Woods, age 23, Larry Epsey, age 17, Wilfred Lawrence Faraday, age 20, Randall Lawrence Moore, age 16, Robert Benefiel, age 17, David Allen, 27, Mark Andrew Orich, age 20, Timothy B. Ingham, age 19, 
Nicholas Nikki Hernandez Jimenez, age 28, Arturo Ramos Marquez, age 24, John Otis LeMay, age 17, and Merle Hondo Chance, age 8. And then three unnamed men, the first one age 19, the second one age 16, and the third one age is unknown. Alright, now I guess we're turning this over to you, Kristen. So, I'm going to go into how he was arrested. It was not actually because of his last victim, it was because of his second to last victim, which was John LeMay. So, David and LeMay were friends, they met at the gym, and David had invited LeMay over to his house, which was actually Kearney's house, because they lived together. And when LeMay got there, Kearney was there, but David wasn't. So, Kearney invited him inside, to watch TV while they waited for David to get back. And while watching TV, he just randomly decided to shoot him, just unexpectedly, shot him in the head, mutilated his corpse, and put his remains in the desert. Mm. He was discovered on March 18th, 1977. And when was he killed and put in the desert? March 13th. Mm. Also only five days later, or a year and five days later? Five days. He was found five days later. So, yeah. yeah. He wasn't out there for long at all. Yeah. Police went to Kearney's house during the investigation of LeMay's murder and later found out that LeMay was seen with David and Kearney, so it kind of made Kearney a suspect in it. Kearney ended up resigning from his job, and both he and David moved to El Paso, Texas. It was there that their families convinced them to turn themselves in. So how did their families find out about they, it? They, because they were... They were in the news, they were being suspected yeah. of, but then they just ran away. Yeah, oh. and so then um, their families were like, no guys, you gotta turn yourself in. So David knew that he didn't do it, and he, what, was faith, he like, was just going with, off of faith that yeah. Kearney didn't do it either, even though Kearney said we gotta run? I suppose, I don't know. Ugh. Um. So on July 1st, 1st 1977, they went back to California, They went to the Riverside County Sheriff's Office, and they used their own wanted posters to turn themselves in. They just took the poster, was like, hey, we're these dudes, Um, we're here to turn ourselves in. Yeah, interesting. (laughs) What's crazy is, like, David was walking in there knowing, hey, like, I'm a person of interest, but, like, question me, I didn't do nothing. All right. But Kearney knows he's actually turning himself in. Right. That's crazy. And so, um... They were arrested, obviously, and their bail was set to half a million each. Mm-hmm. And then David was cleared because, obviously, um, like I think he knew about them when, I don't know, if, actually, I don't know if he knew. He either knew he, when they ran or he didn't know when they ran. Oh, okay. What? So you're saying when they moved to Texas. Yeah. He he may have been unaware. It could have been just Kearney being like, hey, let's go to Texas. And be like, oh, okay. Right, and then afterwards saw his picture like "Mm, maybe we should go back yeah so the police realized he wasn't actually involved in anything he did so they're like yeah you're good she said kearney originally confessed to 28 and or was it yeah he got convicted yeah he confessed to 28 and then admitted to seven more and then he agreed to plead guilty if they didn't give him the death penalty 
so he pled guilty to 21 charges of murder and was given 21 life sentences, so basically a death penalty. Mm, yeah. I don't know why he would choose... A prolonged death penalty. I don't know why he would choose to be in prison for that long versus just getting the death penalty, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people just really don't want to die. Yeah, for real. Regardless of what else happens, they just right. don't want to die. Yeah. And the police were convinced he was guilty of the other seven that he didn't confess to. No, well, that he confessed to, but he ain't plead guilty to and didn't get charged for but they didn't have enough evidence to charge him mm. so there's that also there, i found no information on the trial i can give no information on that because i searched through so many websites and there was nothing so anywhere. other than knowing that he got 21 life sentences that's about all we know of the trial right mm-hmm. oh. i don't even know if he's still alive i believe he is i think he is oh uh, yeah Hmm. I don't know where. He should be. California. Oh, and yeah. So, what was he arrested in 77, you said? Yeah. Okay. Man. Yeah. Well, he was born in 39, so if he is still alive, he's old. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because he was, like, would have been, like, in his 40s <sighs> when he got arrested. I mean, you know, he when He is alive. You... He's 82. Oh, okay. That's why I figured he'd be old. So, I mean, you know, when you compare this case to the first two that we've done obviously it's bad but at the very least you know you can take some comfort in the fact that he just quickly killed them Mm -hmm. with a shot to the head and everything else that he did to them they did not have to suffer through Mm -hmm. fortunately yeah unfortunate you know that it had to occur in the first place especially the younger ones yeah how did he even like get a five-year-old how did he even... Probably pulled him out of the park or something. I mean, you guys think this is the 60s and 70s right. when... He was probably just, like, walking home or something. Yeah, I mean, parents were a lot more trusting. Mm. You know, you had that whole community raising a child vibe going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And then serial killers became popular in the 70s, and they were like, maybe we shouldn't let our kids walk home after yeah. dark. And now you all can't go anywhere. Nope. Without being accompanied by an nope. older person. Because humanity sucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, is it's there anything really else? It's really hot in here. It is. <laughs> so, it is. yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you, we've ever mentioned this, but we do our podcast in the garage, and the garage does not have a air conditioning. It isn't. Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty warm in so. here. Um, considering apologies if it's bad because we're kind of hot and sweaty and not (laughs) not thinking clearly not feeling it not feeling it next time maybe we'll find another room of the house oh yeah so that we're not (laughs) just like living room or something i don't know yeah we'll figure it out because (laughs) stuffy out here yeah all right well it was uh anything else we want to add to this before we get out get off of here no I don't think so. Go follow the Instagram. Um, we are on almost all podcasts platforms of listening. Yes, um, for sure. I don't. Know. I think we're we're on Podvine. We're on Spotify. I don't know what that is. You may not know it, but um, that's we're on there. Uh, Podvine, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts. Um, you name a podcast site, and we're probably on it. <laughs> if not. You know, send me a, a message and we'll yeah. get it on there. Our email is man that sounds like murder at gmail dot com. Um, our Instagram is man dot that dot sounds dot like murder dot like dot like ins- dot murder. Yeah, it's man that sounds like murder with dots in between each word. Yes. every single word. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on Instagram. Um, we don't have a Facebook. No. 
We could probably start one. Yeah. I don't know. Because we can definitely have interactions with them there. Like group Facebook. Um, Yep. But, you know, for for our older listeners who don't know Instagram, (laughs) because Instagram confuses me. (laughs) I am not in charge of our Instagram account. (laughs) You can comment on Instagram. You can DM us on Instagram. You can email us. Um, I think that's the only way (laughs) to contact us. If you have any ideas, any um, suggestions suggestions for crime, true crime stories you would if like we were for us wrong to talk on about, anything, let us know. Yeah, I mean, if you know something about one of our um, cases that we if didn't you know, know, something we don't, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, let us know, and we'll see if we can fix it. And um, do we have some pictures we're gonna be putting on? Yeah, I have yeah. some. We're gonna have some it's stuff on our Instagram for this one. one. It was hard to find pictures for this one. Sorry if you just heard our dog bark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or the cat earlier. There was a cat meowing earlier, so. He wants to. He date. probably thinks he's home alone right now because there's no one in the house right now. Yeah. We're, we're all in the here. garage. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, since the dog is starting to get a little antsy, we're going to let you go. Uh, yeah. Bye, spooky friends. Bye. Bye. <laughs>